another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Legion on Zoom. As always and forever, the one and only Chez. Unless I'm like Mahler and then I have like another one of me somewhere else and then he's Chez. So you guys never know who's on the recording. Bro, you look like the Unabomber right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nah, man, the CIA is listening in right now, so don't don't, don't say that shit. Fuck! And hi, everybody. Hola a todos. Yo soy Miguel. And this is Rod. What's up? A lot of shit. Popping. A lot of shit is popping. In the news. And mostly some fists. And I'm talking about the fucking Shang-Chi trailer. That shit. You know what? You know what? Before we get into it, let's do this for the fans. Our fucking obligatory abuse of modern technology known as the Zoom tube. Future technology, if you think about it. Fine. Exactly. Hence, ob- obligatory abuse, <laughs> such as human nature. <laughs> and I think we've all seen this already, right? But we're going to yeah. watch it again just to come back with some brand spanking fresh reactions. Exactly. Because we refuse to work off our long-term memory. We want to give the fans the purest reactions. And not to mention, you know, there's some other reasons we probably can't remember that well. But moving forward, right. let, me know what, <laughs> let me know when you guys are ready. For Activate me. the Zoom tube. And go! Holy smokes. Yeah, you guys thought I was going to say shit, huh? we're back we're better and we're really getting good at this i'm proud of us a lot of tinkering goes into this people appreciate it hell yes i want to know if people appreciate our work our freaking using this illegal future tech you know because it's even illegal in the future but fuck it we're doing it for you guys hope you're enjoying it you should go to youtube to enjoy it to its full potential if you're listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever Check it out on YouTube, man. You're going to dig it. That's right. Follow us on YouTube. I just want you guys to know it takes us more than it took to make every episode of Game of Thrones to make an episode of Legion on Zoom. <laughs> That's how much money goes into this. Anyway, guys, I'm in. That was the second time I saw that shit. And just like all those one-two combos he was throwing, that's how hard I got hit by the trailer. I'm in Shang-Chi. And once again, I want to know. Is he from Kunlun? I got to do some fucking, like, I have to do some research in this guy's origin. What city is he training in? Yo, you're right. And we actually, for the fans out there, we had messages in our ongoing group chat about we should do a little bit of of, of literature, you know, search in terms of the history of Shang-Chi, because I don't think any of us really know anything. We, we, mm. When the trailer came out, obviously, also follow us on Instagram because you would see the trailer right there. You could see it at marvel.com in YouTube. Mar- Fuck that. Watch it from us. We'll share it to you. Show guys. us some love. Exactly. And we were saying, though, and we posted some awesome uh, comic book pictures of Shang-Chi in action. I don't really know anything about it. So I I, I think it's not Kunlundo. I, I It's not. It's a very separate uh, mythology than the Iron Fist. In that kind of world. That's, I do know that. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, they have to have crossed paths at some point, which must have been super epic. Of course. And of course, you know, like the beef addressing the pink elephant in the room is kind of nice to have Asian lore based around the main Asian main character. I meant to say, because yeah, it's awesome to have Iron Fist, but it's like, is like the Anglo Saxon white blonde male comes in to save the day. <laughs> and <Yeah>. talk. <laughs> I'm only down with that if it's Chuck Norris. Facts. Facts. Yes. Facts. He, he is the white between, savior. He can do a split <laughs> between two planes. And and then the, the only other thing I do know about it now, because I read some of the interviews or uh, or snippets of interviews with the, the main actor, with Shang-Chi, with uh, Simu Liu, or if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, is that they were saying, because when the character was debuted in the 70s, I think, he was like the master of Kung Fu. And he was very, very much of that typical, you know, Asian, you know, exploitation type of, uh, 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 they're very big into Kung Fu stuff and just very stereotypical shit. And so, but they were saying that for the movie, thankfully, uh, that they're allowing them to really kind of rewrite and recreate his origin in a way that's not so stereotypically like almost well racist from the originally I would happen in the comic books, uh, in which they're having including Asian writers and a lot of Asian staff members are from 
diverse Asian ethnicities. And so that's cool. That's exciting. I think they should then hopefully do a, a good introductory book uh, for us, you know, to really jump into. I think something came out, but I don't know. We'll, we'll do all our research and we'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, it makes sense. Marvel's Kung Fu movie, mm-hmm. right? They've yeah. dipped their toe into pretty much every other genre. Now we get a full-on Kung Fu movie. And of course, they're just going to sweep the whole, yes, I'm going to fucking just keep on bringing up the subject and then they're just going to keep on and hopefully sweep the whole Iron Fist fiasco under the rug. Yeah. Just sweep it under the rug. I'm still hoping for an MCU uh, Danny Rand. Like, there's no reason why we still can't get him. You know, Damn, just, I, just, just do like a whole recasting and shit. Like, it's because, you know, I don't blame them for making Iron Fist and putting like uh, a European dude, I think he was, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Finn Jones. Um, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Finn Jones. Word. Good recall. Uh, yeah, because, you know, that's, that's part, that's part of the whole Defenders thing, right? It is Iron Fist, uh, yeah, yeah. Daredevil, Luke Cage. Like, it is those guys. And I think Shang-Chi is down with them, too, in the comic books. I don't know. If I find something, I'll just throw it up right now. Yeah. I want to do a shout out, though. I want to appreciate Chess's because we, Chess. <laughs> lovingly struggles with names sometimes from saying Raul Julia, Raul Molina, but now Finn Jones came out like that, you know, like fast. I I was impressed. I didn't even remember the name of the guy. <laughs> well Some, done. Something strike me, some things don't. You know what I mean? It's just, it just what is. It just no, what is. And I agree, like, but like, honestly, like nothing against Finn Jones and the Danny Everything Rand. against Finn Jones. <laughs> I feel like the Danny Rand Iron Fist idea, at least in the comic books, modern day comic books, I'm with it. I like his relationship with Luke Cage, you know, and, and his relationship with the Hell's Kitchen type uh, 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 heroes, like as we saw in the Defenders. I like that. I do think it's obviously it's they could have done a great job at recasting Danny Rand and having it be an Asian uh, uh, person rather True. than a white but maybe they knew they had shang chi in the pocket like no nah, don't worry you know give them this for now you but you know so? we know um the best appearance of uh danny rand in the netflix verse was when he was on uh, luke cage season two that was a really good episode where he goes he goes to the barbershop and they team oh up. yeah word i'm like in, in that episode with his relationship with luke cage i'm like okay this guy like he he does you know do some justice to the character yes like, like, I don't think he should have his own show. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I think he should be. It's either a Luke Cage and Iron Fist show or it's a Luke Cage show where or just any other show where he just shows up every once in a while and does a few cool things and then leaves. But Shang-Chi, though, that fucking looks dope. That trailer looked the action seats, uh, uh, scenes were fucking awesome. Very much. What was that? What we were saying? Like Crouching Tiger. What was it? Like fucking epicness of like battling. Damn. Yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, My thing is, I'm glad to be getting an what seems like a more accurate version of the Mandarin, and I'm hoping that's a Mandarin, and not that bullshit that we got in, what was it, Iron Man 3? Mm-hmm. Where, the, where the Mandarin Two, was? Right? Uh, well, no, was it 3? I don't even remember. Was it 3? Three? Three. No, three, three. Three, yeah. 3. Because wasn't the... Here we go again. Wasn't the actual Mandarin a white European man in Iron Man 3? Sir Kingsley. Was Jesus. That, what's his name? No, 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 no. Remember, he wasn't the real Mandarin. Remember? I know, I know. But it's like the actual Mandarin. Wait, the Mandarin is in Shang Chi, like the the yeah yeah. What do I think of like tangerines and shit? The, that doesn't sound the menacing man- to yeah. me. It sounds nourishing. <laughs> Not the Mandarin, Mandarin. La Mandarina. <laughs> <laughs> because Mandarin is an actual fruit. But the whole thing about the ten rings that has to do with um the Mandarin, and they try to pull the Mandarin off, and it was some stupid ass fucking plot twist in Iron Man three, where it turned out to be a white guy. Right, but no, but that was the point, I think. But it he was not meant to be the actual Mandarin. Like he was an actor playing the Mandarin for the fuck of it on an Iron Man three to do the whole the face of the terrorist organization and the hostage shit. And they do I apparently which is I've never seen this. There's this uh he say side film about yeah. uh, Ben Kingsley. I think after he went to jail or something after the Iron Man three, that kind of hints at that too, about that the 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 real Mandarin exists and the organization oh, that he has about the Ten Rings is a real organization. Because actually, I was even seeing um, they get a shout out to the Ten Rings since Iron Man one, when yeah. Iron Man is captured and they they hot making me hostage. It's the Ten Rings. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's been Damn. other hints to this organization throughout the MCU movies. I think in Ant-Man, one of the goons had a tattoo of the Ten Rings and different things like that. So we're finally 
finally going to see the actual leader of that organization. And we see him in the trailer. He, we see the Mandarin. Damn, yo, Feige. Is that the Shit. same dude that played Shang Tsung? Yo, right? Is it? Is it? Was <laughs> it playing the same character like twice? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Oh, and I, the Mandarin. We're, we're either <laughs> accurate or somewhat twice. racist right oh, now. I know. I was worried about saying it. No, I think it's the same dude. I'm going to go with a little from column A, a little from column B. That's the guy from The Dark Knight. The guy that was um laundering money for the mob or some shit. Nah, and nah. then that then Batman went to fucking what, oh, to that is the China same. or some shit and he like got him. Yeah, yeah. His face got chubby. That was the that's most crazy. Batman. Yeah, but I don't think that was a guy. whole trilogy. I don't think that was a guy from the Mandarin, though. I think that's you being a little racist. I'm going to call you out on that real quick. <laughs> Damn, so the actor nah, Miguel playing... agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you right there. I was I'm actually against... thinking the same thing. I'm going to stand against the both of you, but go ahead and put this out there. Because it's Tony Chua Lung who's mm-hmm. playing the Mandarin. Is he the guy from <laughs> Cancel Miguel and, and Rod. While, and while Miguel looks this up, in other news, in other casting news... Bro, yeah, we're in other casting news. I don't even know what the hell's going on in this movie anymore. So in Thor, Love and Thunder, first we had fucking the news of Christian Bale as, what's his name? Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. I want to add a little parenthesis here. No, yeah. it is not the same actor. <laughs> yup, there you go. Thank you very uh, much. Unless I Googled them. You gotta racist this, bastard. But, Damn, no, actually, we've been exposed. And one, cancel like, Miguel, cancel Rod. The yes. guy who's playing, you know, uh, the Mandarin, he's Japanese. And, and, and wow. the guy who played, uh, uh, what's his name from Mortal Kombat? Uh, he's uh, Shang Tsung. Uh, he's Sing- Singaporean. So. Okay. Oh. All types all right. of racism. That's our bad, crazy. Our bad. We gotta acknowledge. And for wow. those people listening, we all saw Mortal Kombat. So if and I mean, permits, and I mean, and I mean, on the low, we're gonna dive in. Word. What does that say about Christopher Nolan to cast a person from Singapore as Chinese? That's fucked up. Just right. calling that out. <laughs> Putting that out there. Putting that out there. <laughs> Pink <laughs> elephant in the room. I caught that. Oh. Anyway, but yeah, like, like we were saying, in Thor: Love and Thunder, that's yo. This movie. I'm hoping this shit is three hours long. Like I will take in every second because first, like I said, it was Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Now we got fucking Russell Crowe to play Zeus. Yes, Zeus as in like the Greek God Zeus, which if you think about it, he came full circle after playing, what's the character's name? Maximus Decimus Meridius in Gladiator <laughs> in ancient Rome. So it's kind of like now he's playing Zeus. Like, damn, that's epic. And let's not like, forget he was Jor-El. Damn. Yeah, man, he's doing his good comic book epicness run, man. That's we're looking forward to that. That's gonna be good, and and I'm excited because right because the implications is, are they gonna introduce the gods of Olympus? You know, which mm-hmm. the most famous one outside of Zeus and within the Marvel comic books is Hercules, and so that would be fascinating to see if they introduce Hercules in a way in a Thor movie because right now. Fun fact, right now in the current Guardians of the Galaxy run, who they just battled the gods of Olympus. They went toe-to-toe with Zeus. Hercules, yep, yep, yep. Zeus, I mean, Hercules is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, oh shit, I would love to see that in the movies. Okay, I meant that the Guardians of the Galaxy were able to defeat the gods of Olympus. Because I'm assuming that's how that story ended. If not, the book just wouldn't have kept going. No, they all died. They're all dead. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense to me. And um, I believe that we have some images on our Instagram page, which I always say, go follow us. If you're not following us, get your shit together and do it. Um, so <laughs> is that from that run, right, of like the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, that's because Seuss has looked in a lot of different ways throughout the comic book uh, runs. And he's right. had the classic long beard, you know, almost red, reddish kind of hair look and very her, almost Herculean type of look. And Hercules, now, Hercules. <laughs> and, and now in the current Guardians of the Galaxy book, they came back with a new kind of look, which I look, I think is kind of cool. Uh, Chez, I think you had some thoughts on, on Seuss. Attire. Well, yeah, word. I mean, I like his attire. I don't like the fact that they all dress the same. In every single iteration of the Olympian gods, I don't care if you're talking about it's like the Pantheon in DC, in God of War, which of course is one of their best like iterations ever. Like they always- The Disney movie. Yeah, the Disney movies, word, especially those. That's one of the best iterations ever also. It's kind of like, they're always very individualized. 
you can tell who's who based on their clothing and a lot of their attributes. In the Guardians of the Galaxy run, they are all dressed the same. Not a fan of that. I hope they don't go that way for the movies. I'll give you that exactly. They all have this very kind of blue looking suit. We'll have the picture up. You know, people can see. And they they exactly they do have a certain similarity to their look. I think it looks cool though. Anyway, I'm with it. And Word. I don't care as long as Russell Crowe's looks whatever way he wants to look. I'm down for Russell Crowe as Zeus. And like what's gonna I'm actually even wondering, since the story's gonna involve Gore the God Butcher, which his whole thing is that he kills gods, right? He hates the idea of gods. And basically tries to kill them all. I wonder, does he fucking kill Seuss or something? Is that going to be involved? What, what do you guys think? Sounds highly likely. Well, I mean, remember, like, they could always do the whole cinematic trick thing where he kills them in a flashback. So it's like they could cast all the Olympic gods just because to show that he did that a long time ago. And now he's after the Asgardians, I guess. Which... Some do kind of think themselves as gods. Others don't because technically the Asgardians aren't gods. Even Odin himself has said something to that effect when he was talking to uh, Tom Hiddleston <laughs> in uh, in the first Thor movie. But hey, uh, some do think themselves as gods, kind of like Loki. So maybe like he's like he's after the Asgardians and they show in a flashback that he wiped out the Greek pantheon, which would be pretty insane. Damn, that would be dope. Um, what, what, regardless of whatever route they they go, I'm with it, you know. Uh, but so yeah, because so far Marvel's been killing it with fucking casting choices, right? We got fucking uh, uh Christian Bale as Gore, uh, Russell Crowe as Suze, and now in the small screen, we're getting now apparently got confirmed that Emilia Clark, best known as Daenerys Targaryen, uh, right, or- it is going to be in the Secret Invasion. A TV show and other casting rumors involve Olivia Coleman, who I do believe my, my, my friends here on the LOC didn't know, but I mentioned because she's Queen Elizabeth in the Crown Netflix series, which I love. It's a very good Netflix series. I highly recommend. Uh, and so she's apparently she's a wonderful actress. And so she's apparently cast for Secret Invasion, too. Yeah, I definitely did not know who that was. And I'm definitely not going to watch that show. But, <laughs> but Surprisingly good. <laughs> nah. Um, but the fact that she got cast as, do we know who? No. So there's scrolls. We, we don't know. They haven't, they, they, there's rumors that Olivia Coleman would be uh, one of the main scroll, like one of the Queens or something, uh, or the queen. And, and, but Emilia Clark, the biggest, biggest rumor is that she's going to be Abigail Brandt, who I've mentioned her before here. Who, who's the, uh, in the comic books, she's the, what's it called? The leader of sword that you know the 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 space shield basically right who we recently saw introduced for the first time in wandavision right and so and also what the other big thing is that she's also a mutant she's half mutant half like alien so i i I would love the casting idea if that's her as as abigail brand i think it fits it to a t and i think that would be perfectly lined up with the introduction of sword and setting up for mutants down the road Damn, dude, like I'm I'm just really fucking trying to figure out because the whole secret invasion event was so huge. How are they going to play that shit out on like the grand scale of things like that's like. Do you think it's going to get started in like the movies first with just straight up secret invasion? Or do you think we're going to see like our first like actual scroll in like the present time on like a Disney plus show? Well, or have we, we already seen the first girl on the Disney yeah. Plus shows? Oh, shit, which we'll talk about soon when we go into our reviews. But no, but they, they it's going to be a show, The Secret Invasion. And we've already seen scrolls, obviously. Oh, right, that is going to be a show. That was going to be a movie. No, no it's, a, it's a show on Disney Plus, And we've already seen scrolls in Captain Marvel. Uh, so scrolls have been already a part of the MCU. I think for the fans out there who may not know, we highly recommend read Secret Invasion. It's a great event that happened in the comic books a while back. I don't remember when. But the whole idea is that over the many years, without any people knowing, the scrolls who are shapeshifters had taken, replaced key Marvel characters uh, uh, over the time and then eventually turned to have this 
well, secret invasion, right? And then, you know, take over everybody from within. And it was an epic event, big battle, obviously. Uh, and so now they're trying to recreate it for the show. But what I think is going to be hard to how they do this is that because at least in the sh- movies with Captain Marvel, the scrolls seem to be a good alien race, right? Where the Kree is a traditional Kree, hard, you know, you know, type of conqueror type of race. And the scrolls seem to be pretty good, uh, whereas in the comic books, they're pretty much bad people. Uh, so I'd be interesting to see, is it like a group of scrolls that decide to do their own thing? I don't know. Because at the end of Captain Marvel, we see Nick Fury working with the scrolls in this space station. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, hasn't there always been like factions within factions on that weird shit when it came to like the Kree and the scroll wars and shit? So it could be possible that maybe like, Nick Fury's working with like the good scrolls or something, because I highly doubt that like a whole secret invasion is going to be for like a benevolent reason, unless it's some like super wild turnaround and like they're gonna try to protect us from the Kree. And that might be like the next big bad guy that they're going for. You know what I mean? But then again, it would seem kind of redundant to go with like after the whole thing with Thanos for like another secret invasion. But Kind of considering that it would be like a whole separate alien race. You never know. You never know. All we could do is fucking speculate because. At yeah, some we don't time, know shit. Exactly. Yeah, because like <laughs> only that Samuel Jackson is going to be in it. Yeah, exactly. Because like at some point they've gone by the comic books. At some point they've straight up done whole deviations. And with Secret Invasion, I think this is one of the biggest open fields for them to take any direction they want. Because they can make anybody who they want to scroll doesn't matter what it says in the comics they can do whatever they want with the story because of the possibilities with the korean like it's crazy they could really go in any fucking direction i just hope we get some nova oh yes i would hope love that i would love to get some richard Ryder nova on the big screen finally that'd be lit and i definitely see that as like a possible introduction to get some richard Ryder. that'd be right. epic because he could be explained in one line like he's been off world the entire time and we do have the Nova Corps were like uh, 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 almost destroyed completely by Thanos and, and like previously by the Kree. So you could also, also say that he was a, 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 a victim, you know, casualty of war or, or a POW or something until now he's back or something. There, there's ways that they could do, right? I don't know. But I will say so, right, because we're saying we don't, there's nothing we know there's nothing we can do because we don't know shit but the one thing we can do is we can read comic books the fucking source right. material and with obviously old books right read secret invasion the trade paperback awesome event right i've been meaning also, to do that for a while actually and then yes by uh during uh brian michael bendis all-star career defining run at marvel comics uh secret Wonder. invasion with francis lino you um I'm curious, you know, Jessica Drew was a big character in that arc and we haven't seen her yet. And she is Spider-Woman for the fans. And I don't know if like if Spider-Woman has special rights to, you know, either Marvel Studios or Sony. But, you know, she was like the, she turned out to be big, a spoiler alert. She turned out to be the Queen Scroll, right? Oh, shit, yeah, really? Yeah, in the comic books. Yeah. She was one of the most she was one of the most uh, uh, important characters that be replaced, you know, which obviously Spider-Woman isn't a she's an important member of the Avengers and that. But she wasn't one of the key ones. But it was a big reveal that she was the queen herself. Like, oh, yeah, I was going to guess that um, Daenerys was going to be Jessica Drew. Yeah, but I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, this (laughs) could really take any direction if they haven't introduced the character at all, unless they're waiting to do some secret invasion. But if they want, they don't have to bring in Spider-Woman on any level because yeah. fucking Ron found out she was probably sold in some one-off intellectual properties deal Word. to some small studio that no one knows about. No, <laughs> and now no. they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, from We my have other- the rights to Spider-Woman. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, Let's, <do> it. <laughs> Let's go. Who would you cast? <laughs> Damn, Damn. Salma Hayek. What? No. Salma <laughs> uh, Hayek. Yo, Rosario no, 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 Dawson double dipping. That. Fuck it. Rosario mm. Dawson, make her double dip. She'll be ice. Gotta think about that. We gotta think about that. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm gonna bring in that. Kristen Ritter. 
Mm. I, you know what? Yeah, she's a good Jessica Jones, but I don't know. She would rock it as Jessica Drew. Now, you know what? Well. I, no, that. I'm going to throw <laughs> a throwback. different Jessica. No, no, I'm going to throw a throwback just to, th- just to put some bread in her pocket. Eliza Dushku. Let's go. Nah. I can see that. I don't know how yeah. old she is now. Don't worry. It don't matter. Don't worry about it. We nah, got bring back Jessica aging. Alba. Bring back Jessica Alba, yo. Where is she oh, at? Also doable. I think she's working on some shit somewhere. That's, a, that's that's about as accurate as I can get. When's she gonna make her comeback to comic book movies? Word. Sue Storm. Shout Damn, out. yo, yo, and that, yo, and when they start talking about that shit, the Fantastic Four movie, that's gonna be a whole nother realm of speculation. Oh man! Oh, Holy god. shit! Oh my god! Don't even get, don't get us started with that right facts, now. Facts, 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 facts. <laughs> anyway, but right, so we're saying read comic books. One thing we want to start doing, just to mention to give highlights, that we want you all to read comic books that are coming out now, right? Because these are going to be future fucking movies, you know? And the way we're seeing it, it's going to happen. And nothing better than support the source material. The books that are coming out now. Go support your local comic book shops or Comixology online. Facts. And so we're going to just quickly just mention every... So for people out there, every Wednesday is NCBD, New Comic Book Day. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday? That's madness, man. Every Wednesday until recently, DC Comics got uh, uh, worked with a new publishing company that now they release their new books on Tuesday. So technically, every Tuesday and every Wednesday, we get new comic books. And that's just from, from all the big companies. DC, Marvel, uh, Image, uh, IDW, Boom, everything. Every, all of them come out on Wednesday and then DC does Tuesday. Quick point though, um, yeah. Any people who want to just hop into comics, most books are monthly though. Just so you know, they're not weekly. There's some weekly books, but that's extremely ambitious considering all the work that goes into this awesome material. Just a quick side note. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. No, very good point. <laughs> and then we know some books, even the creator-owned books on Image, they might We're, not even be monthly. Sometimes they might be every two months or something, depending on the time it takes for the creative team to get out the material. But at least for Marvel and DC and most other companies. Every week, there's new comic books, but exactly. But if you're reading X-Men or something, it'll be every month that you'll get a yeah, new we're... book. Don't worry. It's not every fucking week. <laughs> Unless you read any X-Men title, then you could, I think, conceivably read oh, one yeah. every week or two. More. Yeah, around. exactly. I think we get almost two or three new X-Men related books every week. So <laughs> so for people out there, you can consume nothing but X-Men. Yeah, like they're like their week. own publisher. Like someone <laughs> we know out there, shout out to Dayspring again. That's all he reads. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. There's a niche, right, for that. There's a reason there's only podcasts and accounts for only X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> Word. It's a world in and of itself, man. Shit. And so we want to mention just some of the books that came out this week, this past week, uh, uh, which, you know, for you listening right now will be two weeks before. Uh, but but it'll fucking I think for April twenty fourth or something I don't remember what the fuck when it was oh t- today's the twenty fifth so never mind it's the Wednesday <laughs> before the twenty fifth we'll and get so, a hang of it yeah 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 so there's a lot of books coming out and 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 so we're just gonna mention quickly what are the ones that we're buying uh, and that we recommend you know fucking go out there buy them go to go to your comic book shop buy them online um and you know the, it's not exclusively only the ones you should buy buy whatever fucking floats your boat. Uh, but actually Erica. building off of exactly but building off of the books some of the stuff that we were mentioning right now we mentioned sword quite a bit uh sword number five that's written by al Ewing, illustrated by valerio shitty fucking amazing book and speaking of x-men books that's an x-men book uh which is basically x-men in space it's so far one of my <laughs> favorite books right now from the x-men line i highly recommend people getting that um, and there was a new X-Men book that just started uh, by Cy Spurrier and Bob Quinn called Way of X, uh, which is uh, it's a Nightcrawler led book. So if you love Nightcrawler Ooh. and love philosophical existential type stories, I would recommend that because the idea of Way of X is that, you know, with this new era of X-Men, which we talked about in previous episodes, I think. LOC Apocalypse from season one, right? I think something like that might have been. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Best one for you all to check it out because the X-Men are now basically, the mutants have a country, their own nation. But now with that, they're starting to build a culture around this new freedom. And with that comes the idea of religion and those kinds of things. So the book is basically centered around that, about how they can become a people uh, and a culture and Nightcrawler kind of helping and then dealing with his own issues as a 
Catholic uh, 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 priest himself, uh, but now they're all immortal. They everybody can gets resurrected in the X Men universe. So it's like, what does that mean to the, all that? And just real quick, just so the fans know, I myself have been looking for like a foot in the door in the X Men universe. And Miguel, you literally right now just sold me on an X Men book. Ooh. I'm gonna read that shit. So yeah, so if the fans want to read some shit that sounds fucking awesome, that shit sounds amazing. I'm gonna read that shit. Good lord. Good, good, great. Yeah, and I re- exactly, and you don't need to know a lot of what's been going on in the current X Men books. You can kind of get the gist of it from this one book. Uh, and then obviously they have wonderful editors note telling you go read this, go read that to help you uh, fill in the the come on, he said the dots. Um, but but yes, that's a good book to start. It's Nightcrawler. Come on, who doesn't fucking love Nightcrawler, right? It's one of the coolest X Men out there to get his own book. Ah, oh, with it. And of and of course, uh, obligatory shout out to what's his name, Alan Cummings, who played yeah. Nightcrawler and uh, yes. with one of the best fight sequences ever in the White House. Yo, Whew, that, that scene, was epic. Yo, and the movie started with that scene, right? It's such mm-hmm. a great way. Yeah. Damn, that was awesome. All right. And the last book we recommend, which I think this is also highly recommended, I think, by both Rod and myself, we got Nightwing number 79, which is the second issue of this new run by Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. Fucking amazing book. I am loving it. You guys, everybody who you've been listening to us, you all know Rod is a Nightwing fucking fan, right? I'm obsessed. obsessed. I'm a stan. <laughs> yes, it's a sickness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and I'm, it, I'm not a big fan, but this fucking book is making me a fan. Yeah. And not to like, you know, uh, overhype it, but I've been reading Nightwing's book since the first one in 96 up until now. And, you know, obviously I, I'm, I'm fond of the Chuck Dixon, Scott McDaniel run. It's probably one, one of my favorites. And uh, Devin Grayson had a good run. But this one, I, I'm finally excited about the character again. It's been a while since he's had like a solid team. And Tom Taylor, I mean, he's like a he's like an all star now at D.C. Like I, I already gushed over his deceased and his injustice book is fucking awesome. Word. No. And he's he's been I think he now has an exclusive contract with DC, but he's written some amazing books on X-Men, too. I mean, in Marvel, which one was X-Men Red? Love that book. And then he wrote uh, basically one of the last runs of the Laura Kidney X-23 Wolverine book. And I loved it. And he introduced some new characters that were great. All the stuff that he's been doing in DC is fucking dope as fuck. And this Nightwing wrong, I'm like, exactly. Like, I'm I'm buying it now week, uh, when it comes out monthly. Uh, and I'm not necessarily a Nightwing stan at all, right? I'm just like... Yeah, and the art is gorgeous by Bruno Redondo. 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 <laughs> uh, I actually uh, got the, the cover uh, without text printed as a poster. It's also on the Instagram. Beautiful 36 by 24. Oh, that's from him, that guy you just mentioned? Yeah, Bruno yeah, he's Round. the artist, yeah. Bruno <laughs> Round, yes. Bruno Redondo. Yo, dude, I'm telling you, get that tattooed on your back. Bruno Redondo? No! <laughs> <laughs> get oh, him yeah. tattooed on my... He'll do the show, I think, if I did that. <laughs> yes, all right. Bruno <laughs> Redondo, you heard it here first yep. on the show. And I also <laughs> want to know how you prefer your name to be said. How much Redondo do you like? And if possible, can we translate it and call you Bruno Round? <laughs> nah, if you're going to translate, translate the whole thing, Bruce yeah, Round. Bruce Round. <laughs> that guy's Bruce a postman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yes, but th- oh, those are the books of the week. Uh, there's plenty of other books that come out. Other X-Men books actually were mentioning. Other DC great books are co- Batman books are out. But these are the ones that at least we are trying to read uh, uh, as they're coming out. So go out there, support the local, uh, your comic book shops and all that good stuff. And also to our friends out there, we just showed some of the fringe benefits of being bilingual. Hashtag Bruce round. <laughs> <laughs> now he's never going to come on the show. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we did it to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but on to epic shit. Dudes. Fuck. Enough foreplay. Are you ready? In- Listen, man, I'm ready. Obligatory spoiler alert here. Spoiler alert! Okay, moving forward. (laughs) Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it ended. Rod, are you amazed? 
You better be. Wait, why are we I'm starting good. with that? No, I'm with <laughs> Chaz. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we want to know. That. That's what we all want to know. I'm not Get amazed. Better. I'm not amazed. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Nah, nah, come on. It was, you think you guys, it was good. It was satisfying. It was entertaining. It was not amazing. What? It was not amazing. That shit was amazing. I do want to say, I, I think to, to the fans out there, this is the beauty and the strength and the and the detriment of the LOC all rolled up into one. Exactly. Uh, we all have very different point of views, but we love each other. We support each other as brothers, as we are as family. But no, Rod, that. Por qué? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Why? Why? What? Why? Why are you wrong? All right. Okay. So I, I'm not the only one that thought they should have toned down Sam's Captain America outfit. Yo, they went full shades of, comic accurate. Shades of A Train. Shout out to A Train from the boys. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. but I can't I, okay. see that now. I can't. No, no. That. Okay, let me let me take a step back. As, as a series, I'm underwhelmed. The finale was great. It was entertaining. It, ah. it was a, a great final act. You know, to a a pretty decent Marvel movie. Like if it was a movie, it would be like uh, Ant Man one. No! I put it in that. What? Ant Man was good. One? It was good. Yo, but it's not as good as this though. This was this whole thing. If it was a movie, would it be much better than Ant Man One? Very true. That he yeah, he's also right. If they cut the fat out and put this in like the two <laughs> two hours and fifteen minutes, this movie would be lit. Maybe because of GSP, I'll give him that. <laughs> we get a good a good heaping dose of GSP in this one, aka Batrock. Batrock. I thought it was Batrock. The yeah, I call him Bat Rock. <laughs> that's the something that that's something that Batman throws as like a last measure. The Bat Rock, <laughs> Caveman, Batman. Facts. But yeah, um, I was surprised. Like, you know what? I like in a weird way, I agree with you when it comes to his um. And we already did the spoiler alert. He gets the full comic accurate AF suit, and I was shocked. But yeah, you're right. It. it it could have done with a little bit of some understating to make it look a little bit more practical. That's one of the few times I feel that Marvel kind of went too comic accurate, which is the thing. Not everything translates well to the page. But aside from that, I think he looked great. Right, right. Don't get me wrong. When he's in flight and all majestic with the wings yeah. and looking like America in the sky, it Yo. looks wonderful. But when he's giving a speech on the ground, it doesn't look as good. And, and you know, Marvel... It's, they're not all going to be home runs because Captain America's outfit in the first Avengers was horrendous. In fact, it took me out of the yes. movie a little bit. Yeah. And I think this one is better than Captain yes. America's costume, obviously. Mm. But it could stand to... Because, you know, okay, he had some neck mobility issues, right? And it's, it always kind of pulls you out a little bit when you watch you know, you? these Batman movies when they can't twist. But when you're the Falcon <laughs> and you're like in flight, and you got to have 360 degrees. At, like, I don't know. Whatever the fuck. I know he can't exercise his head 360, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I just want no, to. He, he can needs do to look mobile. Like, he needs to look mobile. But yeah. yeah it's no, a little bit of hate on the costume, but overall it was fucking awesome. Yeah, no. And I, I, I will actually give you that, too. I do agree with it. Because obviously for the fans out there, that was the biggest reveal of the show. I think there's a few reveals, but that's the biggest one. And straight up within the first five minutes of the show, that's what happens. The first time we see Falcon, he's in full no longer Falcon. He's Captain America now. And he's in the full suit. He's owning it. He's fighting epically with his new vibranium fucking wings, which is fucking dope as fuck. But yeah, exactly. And if you've been following us on, on, on Instagram, hopefully, and also social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, you'll, you'd be seeing that we've been uploading photos of uh, uh, the comic book look uh, for his suit. And this is fucking accurate as fuck. It, it looks just like it. But I, I do think also besides the neck thing being uncomfortable, he was also like, I feel like the shoulders and the chest looked a little bit too, como si se? Clunky. Yeah, no, like. Not, I didn't love it too much, but it's fine. Like it looked cool. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine with it. But I, I, I literally thought the same thing you did, because when Captain America, we saw his first suit, I was like, meh. Was and terrible. then it got better, right? So I kind of hope the same thing. I'm like, it's the first suit, okay. Well, I'm not gonna give you. Well, too it much wasn't of a hard Steve's time. first suit because that one was pretty cool too in the first Avenger. It was his first, uh, his first Avengers suit. Was yes, shit. yes, yeah, you're right, exactly. But the exactly. first, first suit was not, not the first. Well, his first suit <laughs> was for the for the commercials he was making for like the army and shit. Oh yeah, that shit was wild. Yeah, that, that was the legitimate like Captain America comic book fucking costume. Yeah. But anyway, but I will say also though, actually for me, uh, 
I'm also I also never really love this look in the comic books, though. Like, I think it's a kind of cool suit, depending on the artist, you know, like Daniela Cunha has drawn a lot of great covers, uh, which is some of the art that we've uploaded and also some of the run that he had uh, with Recommender. Oh, no, Nick Spencer's Captain America run. And it looked dope. But when somebody else would draw it, hey, I wasn't a big fan of it. And I think eh, that might, that's, I do hope they upgrade it to something else down the road. But regardless, yo, he is my Captain America. I loved him as, as I, I loved, he owned it and he fought epically with it. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, we all agree straight up unanimously, he's our new Captain America. This suit just could have been a tad understated, though. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in in one shot. Yeah. But I will say this, though, when he's in flight, it's wonderful, right? Because wow. now he's he's like a, a like a, a soldier, but he also has tech like he has like these goggles that have infrared. Yeah, he has he's communicating with people like, you know, like there's a, a helicopter scene where he's trying to rescue a helicopter or some shit. He's talking to somebody in there. Um, he has, you know, obviously the, the red bird thing, right? That's what's called red, red wing, red, red wing. respect on its name. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Red wing. <laughs> Damn. Like, I, I like that. Like when he's in the air and the wings are out and he has the shield, he strikes me as almost like an iron Patriot almost. Yo, I was going to say that. Like, I do think they're trying to mix Iron Man with Captain America into one character. Cause with all the tech that he has, it's very Iron Man, but with all the mobility and the fighting and, in the, you know, and interacting with the people, it's more Captain America, yep. Steve Rogers, and I'm I'm with it. Yeah, Although I'm no. wondering though, like you know, he has. All right, I, I don't want to get ahead, ahead in the because we're still talking about the plot. But yeah. just just know this: at one point, like someone is pointing a gun at him. Right, Carly's pointing a gun at him, and he's just standing there, like, okay, the suit is obviously bulletproof, right? Right. It is has it? to. It has to. Because why on. is he there? Like, don't do this. He has the gun. Like, because anyway. he has faith in America. Duh, like I guess it's because yeah, America. I, what does that I would, do with anything? No. <laughs> what? America. Just go with it. Yo, Just Carly's not even it. American. Carly's like fucking some, I don't know, Eastern European person. I don't know what she did. Shit. Yeah, well, you know what's I mean, yeah, like, I, like as the show was going, I was kind of hoping, like, I hope they lace his suit with vibranium. That would make sense. Yeah. Because you know technically I mean? the suit is from Wakanda, right? So unless I don't know if like the Wakandans were like, we'll give you the wings and we'll yeah. get this tailor down the street in the next country <laughs> to do the rest of the suit, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, like, and by the way, trying to fuse Iron Man and Captain America, like no pressure, Anthony Mackie, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> they had an Iron Patriot suit in Iron Man 3, right? Yep, yep, yep. Don All Cheadle right. wore it for a little bit. Mm hmm. Oh, oh word, yeah, he did. That was his first time as War Machine, right? Was with that suit, no? No. Because that's the one he... No? No, the first time as War Machine was with the War Machine suit in Iron Man 2. Gotcha. And then in Iron Man yeah. 3, he wore the Iron Patriot thing as, like, press stuff they had to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, escort the president or some stupid shit like that. Uh, but, yeah, back to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. So, okay, and we also get to see John Walker reappear. And not just that. He gets a redemption arc. Yeah. If you guys yeah, but, uh, think about that. On the low, I think, I don't know. Like, it's like, I felt like they were too easily forgiven. Like, he just walks in. I'm going to start helping. They're like, okay. Like, whoa. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what, he just. What was the worst thing he did, though? Yeah, exactly. Besides kill to... that guy. <laughs> eh, fair enough. Fair enough. It's like, I don't know. It's like, there's something about him that you want to hate. But then it's like, see, for example, that. you just made me look <laughs> twice. And I was like. Well, clearly there's something wrong with you as like per the average of the show. I'm a sympathizer of John Walker. <laughs> John Walker. John Walker sympathizer. In fact, like seeing him in his new costume at the end. But anyway, that, that was very satisfying. That Word, which we'll get to. That was epic. And I have a quick thought on that. But before we get there. Yeah. So like he showed up, they accepted his help. It's kind of like, all right, they went ham on him to then accept his help so easily in a way that's like, it felt unbalanced as nah, much as they wanted bro. to take him down. What? No, but, but they didn't want to take him down. They wanted back the, the shield. That's what they wanted. And they got the shield back. And then they know that the government then took away all his fucking shit, his benefits, his stat, his stature, everything like that. Right. So he's been dealt with right he's no longer a threat to them unless he goes ballistic and tries to kill them and obviously i believe in the moment with this this is this awesome scene with a uh, 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 freaking bucky winter soldier battling the remaining flag smashers to rescue 
the GC, the Global Repatriation Committee thing. Yeah, GRC, yeah. GRC. Uh, saving them because they were they've been held hostage and they're about to be killed. I do think in that moment, if you see freaking what is it the, the saying? You don't you don't something you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What's the saying? I don't know what the fucking yeah, is, yeah but, it's right there it's right yeah, there exactly. But the point is, it's like yo, the moment he shows up, you're like he's fighting the flag smashes. All right, well I'm gonna roll with it, you know, because it's we're all benefiting. That's the hierarchy of needs. I'm not gonna all of a sudden go like no no no. You get out of here, sir. <laughs> like, I'm going to handle this myself. Yeah. I, I like when he flung the shield at Carly and she, like, high kicked it. That was pretty yes, dope. That was dope. Yeah. Shout that out to awesome. Maslow in the hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Look <laughs> into that. <laughs> I wonder how often Maslow gets, <laughs> gets a shout out. And, you shout, know, out. shout out to Maslow. In, in and especially in comic book show episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen man that's why we are who we are bro hashtag shout out to Maslow. nah so so the, the the mad terrorist carly who you guys were all were like oh she has a point like two episodes ago i'm like what the fuck are these guys talking about she does have a point you guys are against I, I, john walker and, and siding with this terrorist anyway she she goes mad <laughs> that was some political pundit hold on hold on <laughs> let me finish uh okay so she goes completely ape shit at least when john went ape shit you know he killed an enemy a combatant right with superpowers now this chick goes ape shit and she tries to like you know hold yes. okay first of all she goes kamikaze yes. she's like okay flag smashers we're in this and if we die we die so she's already going like you know full-on fucking whatever yo and i love that scene because in that scene even the the rest of the flag smashers were like wait wait we're gonna like, do yo, what? what the <laughs> like, fuck you doing bro along with this chick <laughs> Yeah, and so she has a, a van full of hostages as a contingency or whatever the hell. And then, you know, she's like, oh, fuck these guys. He tries to kill them, push them off like a ledge. And that's what this is where Bucky's fighting. That's when John comes out and makes a choice, like either fucking go after Carly or save the people. And, you know, he surprises us. He surprised me. So I, oh, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And then he just, you know, saves them. And then right there, Bucky sees that. And then, like, they kind of like they squash their beef right there. So yeah, because I will say that because in the comic books, John Walker isn't a villain, you know, right? In the comic books, he is he's not even really an anti-hero, you know, not to that much, you know. But but I, I think I like because he is a good guy. He's trying to do well, but he's misguided and he's he does it the, the wrong way. But you I, I think with this episode, I was able to sympathize with him a bit more and I appreciated the redemption arc. And I, I love the moment when when he approaches Carly at the beginning. And then Carly's like, look, oh, look, like, I'm sorry. I don't have any beef with you. I didn't mean to kill your friend. And she says something like, I don't, I didn't want to kill people who don't matter yeah, or something. Yeah, damn. Like, damn, Antagonizing the man. <laughs> Fuck. No, but what I love, I don't think she was antagonizing him. I think she meant it. You know, <laughs> I think she was like being genuine. Like, well, oh, she he doesn't did matter. either way. No, we exactly. She's she a prick. It. Yo, hashtag Lamar matters, bro. Lamar matters. And luckily, she gets put down by who is revealed to be the power broker of Word. Sharon Carter. Wait, but Peggy Carter. Real quick, guys, I want to get you guys' thoughts. How do you guys feel about Sam with the armored truck? That kind of didn't make a lot of sense to me, considering <laughs> that he's just a regular human. All right, so for the fans out there, what Chess is referring okay. to is this epic scene <laughs> after the fighting, after like what just Rod just shared, right, with 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 uh, Walker trying to save the because he's a super soldier, right? So he's trying to pull a a a, a, a truck from falling off a cliff, you know, an, an edge uh, that eventually he fails, but then freaking uh, Sam, Captain America, is holding it with his two hands and two red wings. Word. And his jetpack from on the other side, and then it helps pushes it up to the thing. I, I did think about it a little bit, like oh, I don't know, but I felt like if we're thinking he's like an Iron Man ish, I can see it. The jetpack helped. the The two Red Wings helped. I don't know. It's a comic mm -hmm. book. I think it was one <laughs> Red Wing, right? No, nah, it was two. It was two. It was two. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I think. This show had a little bit of, of uncomfortable fluctuations of like unnecessary nerfing and boosting of powers for a second. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about because if, if we're at one point he flexed his arm, right? Versus just yeah. using the thruster behind him to get to put it up. Yeah, 
It's like now, for all of you who, who <laughs> don't know this, Sam Wilson is a regular human. He probably has that regular thing that they put in their fucking like dossiers, like Olympic level athlete or peak human level conditioning. Those are the exact fucking words they use all the time. But the dude cannot lift an armored truck. <laughs> like the people. Yeah, of people. I think all of people. Yeah, no, I mean, I he was know. training hard body in the last episode. We don't know what the human body is capable of when it believes. Yo, when it's full of an epic montage. But just to go man. back to uh, to Sharon Carter very quickly, right? She's revealed to be the power broker, and then uh, in defense of Sam, who has a gun pointed at him. God forbid this Wakandan, this guy wearing a Wakandan-made suit has a gun pointed at him, right? Yeah. Uh, uh Sharon puts down Carly. Right, like to, in, in like a defense of Sam, whatever. I'm like, um, did he know I'm this? I'm bulletproof. Like all I gotta do is cover my like face. Like you had to kill no, her, and, and that's why I thought because Sam's reaction was like no to uh, Sharon. That's what made me feel like Sam was like, look, I got it right. Like I got my new suit. Like I'm not threatened. Even because I was also even thinking like we've seen him cover himself epically with his wings, you know, like yeah. he freaking he had in one of those epic scenes at the beginning when he's chasing a helicopter, a cop helicopter literally skips off of him when he uses his shield. Word. I mean, his wings to shield himself. I'm like, I'm sure he can probably use the fucking wings to block a bullet, but. But I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. But it's like, I, but I, I think I also understand because we know that Sharon wanted to yeah. kill Carly. Yeah, of course. Because Carly knew that she's the power broker. Nobody else knew that she was the, the power broker. And still at the end, nobody found out. The only thing that's interesting, Batrock, the leaper, uh, uh, knew, found out, and he was shot and were left twice. Facts. Twice? Both of them shot him. No, because Carly shot Sharon and Sharon shot Batrock. I, I saw him take two bullets. I got to go back. I'm pretty sure he took two. No, my thing is, I don't think we saw him actually get shot. We just saw him collapse. And so mm. I'm like, I'm hoping it's one of those things that. Yeah, he's still alive. He's still alive. Hopefully that'd be dope because I'd love to see him again. Yeah, word. Shout out to G like a whole lot of more GSP in the MCU. GSP. Mad initials. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. But but speaking actually from what we were saying earlier about secret invasion, all this kind of stuff, right? Because we see that Sharon Carter is the power broker, right? And at the end, you know, not to get too ahead of herself, but at the end, she's pardoned for like everything that she's done. And now she gets her job back at the CIA. And now she find, we find out that she's going to sell shit from the CIA knowledge and uh, to the black market and whatnot. And, and so we're wondering, is Sharon Carter a scroll already? Or is she just finna make some bread? <laughs> or, or is she down with Madam Hydra? Damn word, yo, which, which, by seeing what's her name again? Like um, her actual name, something Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, back as Madam Hydra, which surprised the shit out of me. And again, they went, but this time it worked. Comic book accurate as fuck with the U.S. agent suit, which I honestly, I gave up on us thinking that we were going to get it. And I was blown away by it. It shows that Hydra, despite everything that happened in um, Captain America to the Winter Soldier, which, God, you know, I rewatched that shit like a month ago. Shit blew my mind. I forgot how good it was. Okay. Hydra is still there because she's Madam Hydra and his fucking changing room for the U.S. agent suit was the courtroom where he was kicked out of. That shit was, I think it was like a subtle hint at how much power she has. She was like, hey, try this suit on in the courtroom where we kicked you out in real quick. Well, no one's there. Like, Hydra is very much embedded into the U.S. government still. And that's fucking huge, dude. But, gentlemen, the question stands. WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'll, I'd give it. I, it's hard. They're both very different type of shows, but I, I think yeah, Falcon because it was more comic book, typical, action packed, and I, I, I love that. I'm gonna go with Wandavision as a fuck what? you to both of you guys. <laughs> wow, as a big old fuck you. 
<laughs> Damn, all right. Gotta respect that. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. conviction shit. Yeah. There's no way you cannot. Like, the only thing we can do is respect that. Accept. Yeah, man. Because right. no, I love I love this show. I think I got more invested in this you know, with the character development, the growth. The, like, I legit, I cried twice in the finale. There were two beautiful moments in the finale that literally made me shed a tear. It was a great, especially because then after all this fucking happens, right? Uh, uh, Sam goes back to speak oh, to Isaiah Bradley. I cried there too. Side note. All right, go ahead. I fucking no, cried. That moment speaking with Isaiah Bradley, like, and they have this wonderful moment of like him agreeing, accepting that, all right, he's going to be Captain America. Like even a moment when he's like, he's no longer a Falcon, but he's still black, right? Like, and still addressing those issues that's not going to be quickly resolved. But at the end, he finds some kind of piece that they add, um, the Isaiah Bradley monument or like exhibition to the whole Captain America super soldier exhibitions in DC. And I'm like, I, I don't know. That was wonderful. I fucking hit me, man. Just oh, lovely. Yo, dude, like straight up the tear ducts got opened and there was liquid that came out of my face. Like, like he showed him that monument. Like, like, yo, I couldn't say like it happened naturally. Like the knot in my throat came out and I was like, yo, fucking, the dude who played Isaiah Bradley should get an Oscar. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yo, Rod fuck doesn't you, even Rod. remember that Rod, scene. Rod, fuck you. I see your face. <laughs> I did like that. Um, You're dead inside. That Sam Wilson finally made uh, uh, Elijah Bradley crack a smile. Isaiah. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Rod doesn't Why, care Why he's giving his speech. Yo, and then also. I don't support I- America. <laughs> You're all you, you guys are the You guys are the terrorist sympathizers. <laughs> not me. I'm all about John Walker. Nah, did you not even hear Sam's speech about don't label her a terrorist, right? He's like, why is she doing what she's nah, doing? Sure, that was a was. wonderful speech. Great speech. Great. Yo. Now there's the Oscar for you right there. Because <laughs> delivering that speech in that costume. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. It also, he also like, you know, broke the fourth wall or what is it? When he interacted. See, with the, you, the fourth wall fourth yeah. walk because like he he was saying okay we've seen sam wilson wear the captain america costume in the comics and it didn't really like well, it wasn't mind-blowing to me i mean i kind of like, maybe have maybe expected it but seeing it in real life seeing it seeing a black man wearing the, the captain america suit in real life there sure. it hit me like this is what isaiah bradley was talking about mm-hmm. like this is where he was getting at because it's so it's so contentious. Like it almost looks like it clashes and things like that. So that, that's, that was cool. And then while he's wearing this costume and he's talking about, you know, these issues, yeah. you know, he's fucking delivering word. Yeah. Oh. Cause he even calls it as he's giving the speech. Like even now I feel there's people that don't want me to have this suit on. Like, yo, there's people so ignorant. The kid, they don't even think it. Fuck the fact that he saved lives. Fuck the fact that, like he's a genuine hero. They just don't want a black man to be Captain America. That sentence right there is their sole driving factor in how they feel about the entire situation. I wonder Since- if the government's going to like accept him or like sanction him or whatever. You know, it's funny, kind of like um, I was thinking about something along those lines, like like applying our actual reality to that situation. His speech wouldn't have made a fucking difference. yo. They would have gone right back in that room, voted to remove the refugees and just committed (laughs) crimes against humanity all over the place and then arrested Sam Wilson. That's how that would have gone down in the real world. Today, though. Yeah. Today, Today, I feel like things are changing. I would like to have some hope on humankind. I would like to hope that if that would have happened right now, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's so that's the wonderful fantasy of of movies and TV, you know, that you can escape with. It is five years in the future. So that's (laughs) it is. It is. You're right. And you know, I noticed that on the low, I think what Disney's doing, like to not even deal with that, so they know it, is never to mention the time or day in any way, shape, or form. Yo, which I actually love because I think that if they do that, that'll be like the comic books, you know? Because in the comic books, they also try to avoid mentioning time. And they do sometimes because obviously, because for example, the X-Men were created in 1963. Yeah, we're... But apparently by comic book time, they're in their mid-20s, mid to late 20s right now. So like, it's like, what? So 
they were created in the 80s or they were they were born in the 60s like who knows, you know? so it's like don't, let's not think about it don't don't, yeah, just, don't, don't worry about it don't worry it. about it it's pre-blip and post-blip bp that's it <laughs> but, but yeah, the, yeah i was like i was fucking luckily captain america will always be saved from that like he will always be from world war ii right that's lucky where, whereas like um you know frank castle his origins were in like vietnam and it gets harder and harder to make his origin vietnam as comics in current comics that'll make him like fucking 70 right now or some shit yeah oh yeah word you're right but, right they, didn't they make him be from afghanistan yeah America? yeah that's what i'm saying like they i don't think that'll be moves. that hard with the with the american u.s history with fucking military conflicts and like, no but i mean captain like, america will always be yes, world war ii yes. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, but 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 I think it's more transferable as like Frank Castle takes like on like he's just the allegory of a broken soldier. You know what I mean? As for Captain America, yeah, as for Captain America, he's like a spirit of the past. So it's like with um, so it's like with Castle, you could put him. He's from any war as long as it works for the current time. And it's post World War Two, especially right. The emergence of the U.S. as a superpower. Exactly. You get yeah, like, so exactly. quote unquote needless wars. We need to have a separate podcast where we break down the political fucking ramifications of war <laughs> and comic books. <laughs> oh, yo, I'm down for this. Like, like some straight up poli sci, but just within the world of comic comics. Books. Oh, imagine yeah, so much that. time wasted on nothing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, but the last thing I wanted to ask you guys before we wrap up is like, so then for the show, we got we got a good figure out where everybody's at. How do you guys feel now with Winter Soldier? Because he had a little bit of a further redemption with coming clean with his neighbor, I think, is or the, the old dude uh, about telling him that he killed his son and, and all that. How do you feel where he's at? And then we see him enjoying the family gathering with Sam. What do you got? What are your thoughts on that? I think, yo, honestly, I'm happy he did the work. He killed a lot of people, dude, and he had to do his penance, and he did it. And that's it. Now he's in a better place, and now we get to see, in in a way, Bucky unleashed. I mean, we saw Bucky unleashed, you know, like in Captain America 2, when he, when he was completely disconnected from humanity. But now it's like, instead of him just taking orders, we see him fighting for shit, as opposed to just fighting shit. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait! You think he's like resolved? I don't think so. I think he is. Isn't his little booklet? Isn't it like full? Like that nah. old man was just one person. No, nah, but he, apparently, he was crossed the, off. Yeah, when he gave the book at the end to the therapist and had like scratched out, he had scratched out all the every names on everything. The, yeah, yeah, yeah apparently, yeah, I didn't so. even see that. Also, yeah. though, as the psychologist of the group, I did find that funny because I felt like that's not how it works, bro. Like I yes, feel like you. You still have PTSD, man. You still have years worth of fucking trauma to deal with as the winter. Like, who I can't even begin to think about how do you treat a winter soldier? And it's like, and he's just like, I'm good, doc. I'm out. It's like, no, no, you're not, bro. No, you're not. But, 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 but he's better than he was for sure. Better than he was when we saw him on Winter Soldier and better than when he was when he started the, the series. But, but I, I'm happy with him. I, I really want to see more of him, though. Yeah, he's good, man. He's gonna he's gonna bang Sam's sister. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> yes, yes he's gonna be alright. Yeah, facts. Facts. So, Rod, what's your final impression like on Bucky? Um, I mean, I, I didn't think that like he reached any like conclusion or anything like that because you know he he go- looks into the bar and he sees the girl that he had like a semi date with and he disappears. I feel like he's still like trying to make amends with his life and shit like that and he's just like a man like a a, a nomad or some shit like that oh lucky the nomad <laughs> damn walker <Yo>. texas ranger <laughs> yo do you I'm just would saying you, would you guys be down to see a winter soldier solo show not not as a nah. sidekick no <laughs> no nope. damn shot it down hard pass i'll watch it but i'll be like damn why y'all did this <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm imagining you with popcorn watching it like, no, why, why are you fucking doing this? No. <laughs> just to like, just you could have made it. a whole bunch of other cool shit and you made a Winter Soldier show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, all right. That made my face hurt. And on, <laughs> and on that note, as usual, there's something wrong with Rod. Hashtag cancel him. 
cancel Rod. You think that's going to help me? Like, there's nothing wrong with him. Cancel him. No, no. He's like, like, going to fuck me up even more. <laughs> no, no. He's like, well, love and nurture yeah, Rod. Thank you. Like, right, thank we'll you. Fuck that parade. Accept <laughs> me. I will say, at least I love that you hated WandaVision when we saw it. And now, now you love it or like no 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 no. if you go back i didn't hate wandavision uh it it started slow but as soon as they brought in uh what's his face uh quicksilver or or not quicksilver um and photon got her powers basically the show gets good in the last two episodes same as this uh, this show it got good in the last two episodes and well fuck it up next we got Loki. Let's let's see. Let's see what grabs Rod. Now I'm all about this going forward for the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be grabbed. Pause. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. What is grabbing me though is invincible, but we'll save that for the next episode. Oh Lord, yes. Next episode. Next week. We'll do it. This is Chaz. I'm unmuted now. I love you guys. Pleasure. Honor. Usual shit. We're the Legion. All right, peace out, Miguel. Bye. Deuces. Bye. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.